0: It's a strange week in fantasy hockey leagues. Week 17 matchups continue heading into Monday night. Make sure you set those lineups because it's crunch time, baby. Let's get right into today's topics. You're locked on fantasy hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I am your host, Steel Roden, flying solo for Monday's episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Hope everyone enjoyed the weekend. The NHL All-Star Weekend has wrapped up and we're getting back into NHL action. It's going to be a very... Different Looking schedule for the next week, you know, a lot of teams still have a week off or only play one or two games this upcoming schedule or this upcoming week. So it's going to be a little bit off a little bit wacky. We got a lot of different things to talk about on today's episode. I'm going to highlight a few waiver wire targets for this upcoming week. We're also going to revisit the massive trades from three Canadian clubs in the NHL to Western Conference making a little bit of a stride now. And the highlights and lowlights of the NHL All Star weekend. And to wrap up the show, of course, we're going to go to big time bets where the money is made. Only two games on the schedule for Monday night. But first, this episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code locked on NHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use. For details, we've got a lot to discuss this upcoming week. Like I said, it's going to be a little bit of a wacky schedule. Some teams don't even play. Some play one game, two games. There are a few teams out there that play four games this upcoming week. So I'm going to highlight those teams. For the waiver-wire targets, it's going to be a little bit different. But where I want to start is the NHL All-Star Weekend. Wrap up the weekend heading into Monday. It was a beautiful event in Toronto, Ontario. The stars were out and about. Will Arnett, Justin Bieber, of course, Tate McRae, and Michael Bublé, who was just on another level. I mean, sky high. I believe he said he was microdosing mushrooms or something. But he was having a great time out there. All of the stars were out uh, and really enjoying the time over the weekend in Toronto for the all-star weekend. So I think overall, it was a great success, great success, uh, in Toronto for the all-star weekend. However, there were a few hiccups, uh, which, you know, are bound to happen regardless in any type of event, but specifically it comes on Thursday's all-star draft. And in my opinion, it was absolutely in shambles from what I saw, just some awkward question uh, questions and directions from David Amber, who was trying to you know, move things along uh, in different directions at some points. It wasn't a fan of the entire setup they had. It just seemed very dark and a lot of spotlights on the stage of the team captains uh, platforms there were, but yeah, it just seemed like a very dark event and just a lot of spotlights out there. And then, you know, it was very difficult sometimes because all of the players who were on the platforms or team captains, they had earpieces, they had microphones already. And then you had reporters, David Amber and a few others, you know, shoving other, you know, extra microphones in their face. You could the hear the reverb. You could hear other players talking in the background when someone's trying to answer a question. It just seemed very chaotic uh, on the all-star draft on Thursday. And worst of all, just the dead silence that throughout the entire event, almost, there was no crowd reactions, awkward silences in between, you know, trying to decide which team's going to pick ne- or, uh, Who's going to pick the next player and what player are they going to select for those uh, for the respective teams in the All-Star game? So it just seemed a little bit difficult and a little bit awkward at times with some silences. And overall, again, just it's bound to happen on these events, but a little bit awkward on Thursday night. However, uh, Friday and Saturday were a different story. Very great success out there for the skills competition and the All-Star game between, you know, Team Hughes, Team uh, Team McKinnon or Team Colorado Avalanche, you want to call it and obviously the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs with Austin Matthews, Morgan Riley, and Nylander, Mitch Marner. But it was a great, great time, great success for all those clubs. However, one other low light of the event, of the weekend, Nikita Kucherov, an absolute menace out there. I don't know if he was acting like that because he hates the All-Star Weekend in its entirety, or if it was because of, you know, just being a troll and it being held in Toronto, where obviously uh, some some big emotions negative emotions between the Tampa Bay Lightning and Toronto Maple Leafs but I don't know whether he just hates the all-star weekend event or if it's just because it was being held in Toronto but the effort the lack thereof uh, I should say uh, was horrendous and, and quite embarrassing on his part you know it's for the fans it's it's really for the kids at this time the at the NHL all-star event and you're just making at this point you're just making a mockery the entire show the entire event and you're pretty much just embarrassing yourself i know you're laughing you know you're waving to the to the fans and everyone in attendance who's booing you you're waving at them you're smiling like you have no cares in the world but it's a little bit of embarrassment from one of the highest played and one of the most skilled players in the nhl so moving forward i know this is supposed to be an all-star event it's supposed to be for the best players in the nhl but if this is what we're going to get from nikita kucherov don't even select him. Don't even invite him back. If you were to be selected, don't even let him be a part of it because it's a little bit of a embarrassment from his part. And I know a lot of guys don't like it, but still it's, it's a big event in the NHL, uh, in the NHL that happens every single year. It's for a lot of people uh, who enjoy this event. A lot of kids out there who like going, so stop making a mockery out of it. Again, if it's just because it's in Toronto, I understand a little bit, but still, Try to be a little bit of a smarter player moving forward if you do, if you are selected for future NHL All-Star events. Moving on, though, to some blockbuster Canadian trades that happened before the NHL All-Star weekend. The Vancouver Canucks and Calgary Flames, obviously the trade that happened between them. Elias Lindholm is headed to the Vancouver Canucks for Andre Kuzmenko and a lot more in that package heading to Calgary, as well as Sean Monahan of the Montreal Canadiens, former Montreal Canadian, heading to Winnipeg for a few draft picks, a first overall being one of them. Uh, Elias Lindholm, though, has gone up to 74% rostered on Yahoo. He's up 10% from when this trade has happened. So he was out there quite a bit in a few fantasy hockey leagues. He might not be out there in your league uh, moving forward now, but if he is out there, definitely give him a look. He's going to be playing on that top line with Elias Pedersen. Could even move down to that second line if JT Miller and him uh, kind of, you know, Swap back and forth. He could be playing with Brock Bester. Uh, so definitely take a look at Elias Lindholm if he is available in your fantasy league. Andre Kuzmenko also up 6%, currently sitting at 49% rostered on Yahoo. And obviously it's been quite a different story, a quite a different year for Andre Kuzmenko who had 70 plus points in his rookie season at 25, 26 years old last year with Vancouver. He signs that $5.5 million deal with them for three years, I believe it was. And then unfortunately, just a different story this year, uh, couldn't find success, you know, just wasn't getting, obviously he had a very high shooting percentage last year, but ha- it hasn't been able to find his game, find the chemistry with his teammates and really find the back of the net like he did so often uh, last year with Vancouver. So he's heading to Calgary and hopefully their game plan uh, of acquiring some younger talented forwards or younger players can really kind of help them retool, rebuild this team because they're only five points out of a wild card spot right now. So they are not out of it yet. We've seen the success that has happened for Igor Sharangovich a little bit this year. At times, obviously, went through a really hot streak, but maybe that can happen for Andre Kuzmenko if he can get some consistent play with some new teammates in a new environment in Calgary. So those are two players as well. I will talk about Sean Monaghan very, very soon for the waiver wire targets. But before we get to the waiver wire targets, this episode is also brought to you by Sleeper. We are past the halfway point in the season, and it's to, it's do-or-die time for many clubs on the outside looking in for a playoff spot. Regardless of where your team is in the current standings, I want to remind you that you could win big playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests fans can also play it's not just hockey fail daily fantasy nfl nba mlb cfb on the sleeper app the entries can made can be made in under a minute and all you have to do is pick whether studs like mcdavid dry crosby mckinnon Buck if they will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals assists saves plus minus and more in a given game. To win a 100-time bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight-player stats. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and location availability. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Continue to hit the subscribe. Make sure you go to Locked On Sports today. They've launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's been up for almost two months now. They're here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus the national shows covering every single league. So go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel and again thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with your boy steel Roden flying solo on monday for this two weeks week 17 matchup in the fantasy hockey leagues that's what we're going to next the waiver wire targets i'm going to do things a little bit differently because like i said at the top of the show it's going to be a chaotic a little bit wacky weird schedule for the next seven days some teams Are not even playing this week. Some teams play one or two games, but there are a few teams that play four games. So that's what I'm going to be looking at and targeting a couple of these teams that you could target for some of their players, starting with obviously the Winnipeg Jets who just newly acquired Sean Monaghan of the Montreal Canadiens. We've talked about him quite a bit over the last four days. Let me get a sip of water here real quick. We've talked about Sean Monaghan over the last four days, five days, especially since the trade broke before the NHL All-Star weekend. Monaghan, though, uh, Monahan, though, rostered at 26% right now. I'd also be taking a look at Neil Pionk or even Gabriel Velarde, who's coming back from an injury, who missed the last couple of games. But number first two I've got on the list is Sean Monaghan and Neil Pionk. We talked about it. Monaghan, 13 goals, 35 points on the season in 49 games. And this will be a good test for him and the Jets on a three game road trip this week. They play the Pittsburgh Penguins twice and the Philadelphia Flyers once. Sean Monahan, uh, just to quickly check where he'll be sliding in or filling in. He's gonna be on that second line, like we said, Cole Perfetti, uh, centering Cole Perfetti and Nikolai Ehlers on that second line. So it's gonna be very interesting to see the chemistry that he can form with some of these young players. Um, you know, obviously Cole Perfetti, the younger player, but Nikolai Ehlers as well, and new teammates that he's got moving forward. Take a look at Neil Pionk; he can chip in occasionally on the offensive side of things with some points, but really looking for those uh, peripheral peripheral categories for Neil Pionk to fill out. Eighty nine shots, one hundred and ten hits, and fifty seven blocks going up against the Pittsburgh Penguins and Philadelphia Flyers, especially the Penguins who are trying to do everything they possibly can to get into a playoff spot right now. It's going to be a little chippy. They've got some grinders on their team, both the Penguins and the Philadelphias, and expect a little bit of a chippy physical matchup between these two clubs. So Neil Pionk, Sean Monaghan from the Winnipeg Jets, those are my two targets because they've got three games this upcoming week. Moving forward, though, to the Washington Capitals, four guys, three guys potentially, that you can target. There aren't really many players out there, Washington Capitals. We were talking about this on the last episode. They're very... They're struggling very hard right now to find goals and to put pucks in the back of the net. They are getting some good goaltending from Charlie Lindgren. Darcy Kemper's a little bit of a different story this season. uh, 11-11-4 record, I believe it is, but Charlie Lindgren, 9-6-2. He's got a 9-16 save percentage, so those are two goaltenders right there. Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren, both under 50% on Yahoo Fantasy Sports Leagues. Tom Wilson, though, take a look at him. Could get a little bit physical and score offensively. Dylan Strome, though, has been scoring the most goals for the Washington Capitals. So he would be my number one target for the Washington Capitals as as they have four games on the schedule for this upcoming week. Montreal Canadiens, Florida Panthers, Boston Bruins, and the Vancouver Canucks. So it's not a very advantageous schedule, but it is one of the heaviest schedules for the next seven days um, with Montreal Canadiens being probably the lowest tier level that they could go against. Florida, Boston, Vancouver are going to be very tough matchups. Expect two games from each Lindgren and Kemper, at least three, uh, potentially three from one of them, as they do have a back-to-back. But I would expect Kemper and Lindgren to get at least two starts each this upcoming week. So those are the targets for the Washington Capitals. Moving forward, though, to the last team I talked about, Vancouver Canucks. Two players. There's not a lot of guys. Again, you could try to get Elias Lindholm. He's at 74% rostered on uh, Yahoo fantasy leagues. But if he's not there for you, two other guys: Dakota Joshua, three points in his last six games. He's a little bit of a dog. I like this player a lot. You're really looking for the peripheral categories, especially the penalty minutes and uh, and the hit category. He's going to be physical. He's going to be he's going to be putting pucks on net, and he can chip in every once and again with some offensive production. But if not him, go to Pia Suter, who I believe is under 10% rostered in fantasy leagues right now. Four goals, six points in his last three games. I understand he was playing on that top line with Elias Pettison and Ilya Mikheyev. But with the arrival of Elias Lindholm, he's now shifted down a line. He's still on the second line now with JT Miller and Brock Besser. So expect him to get a lot more playing time, a lot more opportunity uh, and he's still playing in the top six four group for the Vancouver Canucks. So check those three teams out. One last team though, before we get to big time bets and to our sponsor read the Colorado Avalanche also have four games on the schedule in the next seven days. A lot of players to look at Arturi Lekkanen has returned after an extended period of time off dealing with an injury. He hasn't played in over two months. I believe he's played one or two games before the all-star break, but Give him a look. He's playing on that third line. I believe it's with Ryan Johansson and um, newly acquired player Zach Parise. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly where he's playing. Third line with Ryan Johansson and Zach Parise. So give Arturi Lekanen a look. This is going to be a little bit of a different Colorado Avalanche team uh, moving forward for the time being. They're dealing with some injuries right now. Uh, A different looking second line as well. But that's who I'm going to be targeting besides Arturi Lekin and Logan O'Connor, Ross Colton. O'Connor, five goals in his last three games for the Avalanche. Ross Colton, six assists in his last three games. And like I said, it's a little bit of a different-looking top-six forward group as Logan O'Connor, Ross Colton, and Miles Wood form that second line now with uh, Valerian Achushkin taking some time off. And of course, obviously, Gabriel Landiscock hasn't played in almost two years now. So different looking second line, but they're firing on all cylinders. O'Connor, Colton, even look at Jonathan Druin, who's obviously still playing on that top line with Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. Three assists in his last three games. All three of these, all four of these players are rostered under 30% on uh, fantasy uh, Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. And again, like I said, four games this upcoming week. New York Rangers, New Jersey Devils, Florida Panthers, and Carolina Hurricanes. So, not a very easy schedule over the next seven days for the Avalanche coming off of an all-star weekend break for some of their players. But it is what it is is. Four games. They've got that one of the heaviest work schedules. That's why I'm targeting these teams with these players right now over the next seven days. We are going to get to big-time bets. Only two games on the schedule. I believe I have a same-game parlay. But first, this episode is brought to you by Bandool. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some incredible bets. There's nothing better than grabbing a slice of pepperoni pizza, some saucy chicken wings, and chowing down while you witness your bet in action. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W, or even two, or even three Ws. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers, join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Continue to hit the subscribe, hit the follow button, leave a five-star review. We appreciate all the love and support you show us. Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning is when you can find all of our episodes. Big time bets, though, where the money is made. I've got a same game parlay because there's only two games on the schedule. And this can be a difficult time to play some bets, especially after an all-star weekend. Players have been, you know, on break or whether they've been on vacation with their family or they're even participating in the event itself. You never really quite know what's going to happen after a break like this, especially with only two games on the schedule and two very interesting matchups. First, you've got the Colorado Avalanche taking on the New York Rangers at Madison Square Garden. So that's where the first game is. I wanted to go there, opted to stay away from it just because I don't know who's going to be in net. You know, I could make a bet on them before game time, but I don't know if Igor Shesterkin's going to be there. I don't know if Alexander Gorgiev's going to be in there uh, because they were both a part of the All-Star weekend. So it could be a a game of the backup goaltenders just to give them a little bit of an extra break. That's why I'm going to go to the Toronto Maple Leafs, New York Islanders game for this one. Same game parlay. Tried to stay away from the money line just because the Leafs have not fared so well. Over the last three games. I think they've lost the last three or four games. Even though they're five, two, and three in the last ten. Haven't fared well uh, recently against the New York Islanders. So, I'm staying away from the money line. First pick of the night, though. Mitch Marner, anytime assist. The kid's still getting. He's still a playmaker. One of the best playmakers in the league. Uh, I believe four assists in his last three games. So, it seems like every other night or almost every night he's getting an assist out there. So, Mitch Marner, anytime assist for the first pick. Second pick. Islanders, Maple Leafs. Over six and a half in this matchup. I know Elias Samsonov has been playing really great recently. I know the Islanders have Elias Sororkin. but the last four games between these two clubs have been over the number, over six and a half. So I'm going to go with the recent trend right now and take the over six and a half. Plus, you've got Marner, uh, you've got Matthews scoring at will. He's showing off his skill set in the uh, in the All Star weekend, and I like what's going on with some of their forwards right now. Islanders, Maple Leafs over six and a half in this matchup. Last pick of the night, Noah Dobson, anytime goal. This is just a gut feeling of mine. It's been a while since he scored a goal, even though he's been one of the best defensemen in the league this year. He hasn't scored a goal since December 29th. It's been too long without a goal from Noah Dobson on the blue line. So that's going to be my third pick of the night with the lock of the night being the over six and a half in this matchup. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every day. Once again, check out Locked On Sports Today. They are here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus the national shows covering every single league. So make sure you go check them out. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to this channel. And thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.